Hello all and welcome to episode 16 of Two Sykes in Nikes. This show we will talk about motoring, uh, learning to drive, doing your test, maybe failing your test, uh, the psychology about getting out on the road and maybe little funny stories about our motoring life. Most of us get up to driving at some stage and it uh, brings about a whole other world for us, freedom and and fun. So let's get into the episode. If you enjoy it, please share it or listen back to our previous episodes. Episode 16. Hello all and welcome to episode 16 of Two Sykes in Nikes. Yeah, we're still here, still still going, 16 in and a couple of bonus episodes. We'll be hitting 20 soon. And this week we're going to talk about motoring in general motoring driving learning to drive road manners um any other ones there that i'm i'm missing there um i suppose yeah we're going to be talking about motoring driving vehicles and uh, just as you were going to mention in a couple of points there i had these uh, memories coming to mind of incidents i've had on the road and my experience learning how to drive and all those things yeah it's a, I think it's a topic that everyone that even if you're not a driver but once you're once you're a road user of any kind everyone has a, a load to talk about on this it's very yeah uh, really gets people heated as well like road manners and etiquette um and the problem is like so many people use the road and they've all got different reasons and and stuff but I remember back mm-hmm. when I was younger I would have got very frustrated probably less so now because maybe I've relaxed my ways but everyone has something to say about the road or stories about learning to drive yeah I'll take it back to the funny thing is right I grew up in a family of car lovers motorsport um, and I love I love anything to do I love motorcycles uh, cars trucks everything but mm-hmm. I, I was a bit I was very tentative as as a youngster and you know I didn't really like uh, heights I didn't like roller coasters or steep water slides and like a lot of different things like going up in a cable car and um didn't like and I didn't want to drive either like when I when I was 17 18 I remember my dad saying look we'll go for a drive or I'll get you practicing and I was really nervous and even though I loved cars and I just didn't want to go whereas most Mm -hmm. most people are mad keen to get behind the wheel but although I loved cars and I I couldn't get enough of them I, I was really nervous to drive but in the end yeah, like he 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 kind of came up with some tactics to try and get me to drive. I remember so. Yeah. We actually, uh, he 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 had to eventually because he is a driving instructor as well. Like he's qualified, but ah okay yeah yeah and and he asked me on many occasions what he had to do was he had to get a friend of his that was a driving instructor to just arrive at the house one day and mm-hmm. wait outside the door for me <clears throat> and it all mo- like it kind of was like a bomb under me because I had to go because I saw the man I actually remember I was nineteen I think and I remember looking out the front window of the house. And it was a blue Fiat Punto, like a lovely aquamarine. It was a real, and mm-hmm. I saw it sitting across the road. And the guy, the the instructor Tony, he just sat in the car and didn't come. He just waited for me, and there was yeah. nothing I could do. I was forced to go. And what and did your dad say? Like uh, Jody, does a guy outside waiting for you? He's learning. Uh, yeah, Tony. Tony's on his way to pick you up to go and do your first lesson, and and that was it. And literally. I, a couple of minutes later there he was and I there was nothing I could do I had to and I there was a reason behind it because I was starting a new job um in a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. I remember this and I remember me dad thinking look 
you will need a vehicle to do this. Like you, you'll want to be going yeah. in and out to work in a car. So yeah, yeah. His, his, his method was just funny because it forced me to go. And what, 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 what do you know? I went and I ended up driving the Punto all the way home from the lesson and I couldn't believe it. It was a Punto, was it? Yeah, Punto two-door. And he Puntos were big back back then. Oh, eh? in the late 90s, <laughs> everyone had a Punto. Yeah, it was a Punto yeah. or a Micro. That was the Nissan Micro versus... Oh, Micro, yeah, it was the car as well. Yeah, yeah I, I actually owned a Fiat Punto at one stage, a van, a black van, and uh, did my deliveries when I was in college in it. But uh, yeah, so that was my initial thing. And then I failed. I remember I failed my first test um, mm. uh, on, I can't remember what it was exactly, but I failed my first test. And um, and yeah, I, I had to redo it, but I got it the second time. And I was a bit I was a bit down that I, I failed the first one, but I think I only had four weeks or six weeks of road use. I, I really didn't yeah. deserve to get it. But that was my entryway. And what about yours, Larry? Can you remember back? Yeah, I remember. Well, my my, my family, like, uh, cars weren't a thing at all, like, and it's not like nowadays you drive down in, in a state and there's just, like, chock-a-block with cars. Back back in the 80s and 90s, like, say, the 90s, it would have been, like, uh, not, not many people had a car. My dad, he had, the, I remember once or twice he had, he got a loan of his, the van from his job. He worked in construction. But otherwise, throughout my whole life with my father, like, he just cycled the bicycle. And uh, I cycled the bike as well, and my mum didn't drive. So driving wasn't a thing. It wasn't on my radar at all. I always and found then, that funny with, when families, mm, like, I remember some neighbours, there was no car in the household. Like, so yeah. nobody drove, and, like, they would have to get the bus to get groceries or yeah, walk, yeah. and, like, yeah. or they'd be on bicycles all the time, whereas... Yeah. My dad used to be on bike. had these two bags on the back of the bike, which would be loaded with stuff, shopping and things, like, you know. Yeah. He'd yeah, cycle from Tally out to the airport and back. He'd what? do these epic cycles just, like, to get to work. Yeah, Genie so Mac. a car... Right. Yeah, I don't know what... It, I don't know why he never bought a car, like... Yeah, interesting. But yeah, so for me, like, it didn't even enter my head. It's like that, like, you know, where uh, college, like, if college is never mentioned when you're younger, it doesn't, just doesn't even cross your mind to go to college sometimes. Like, uh, that's right. So that's it's right. a bit like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. I was so out of mind. But then in my kind of 20s, I don't know, 25 or something like that, I was working in a job and I don't know what motivated me to get driving lessons, but my manager in the job, his mate was a driving instructor. So we got lessons with him and he'd call like at different times and he's a bit of a kind of not angry guy, but he was like, uh, there was a tension. He had a tension about him, you know, he's really And this was serious. a driving instructor? But this he, was a driving instructor, yeah. Very but surprised he had, he had this good demeanour, yeah, because yeah, the fellow he had was very that, gentle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this guy, he was good, but he was like, uh, he was staring, you know. Yeah. Um, but some mornings he'd pick me up like on a Sunday morning, I'd organise him to come on a Sunday he beeped the horn outside the house and I'd be, I had been on the Raz like the night before, got home at 5am oh. and he's beeping the horn at, at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock or something and I'd be like seriously hung over. Oh. But somehow I, I never missed the lesson and I, I yeah, I always managed to, to, to drag myself out of bed and into the car and um, yeah, I learned how to drive and gosh, it was... Did uh, you do your test there in the end or...? Yeah, I remember doing the test actually. I... I I did the test and the guy asked me, he said, uh, show us where your fog lights are. And I was like, I don't have a clue. 
for the fog lights are. Nobody right. knows where the fog lights are. Nobody uses them, like. <laughs> so, and he just like, yeah, okay. Uh, so we want to, he said, get out of the car and have a look at the engine, lift the engine up there. And I said, where, I don't know what he asked me. He asked me some question about the engine. And I looked at him and said, I don't know. I don't know where, where that thing is that you're asking me. Okay. And then we, he said, okay, we get in the car now. And I knew I failed. Yeah. I just, it was within the first two minutes I had failed the test. Like It's a bummer, isn't it? Because you still have to yeah. go through with it, yeah. Yeah, and then I had to go through with it. And yeah, then there was that whole thing. <laughs> I remember this. People saying, make sure you look in your mirrors. Even if you're not looking in your mirrors, move your head. <laughs> move your head over, do it. Really shake your head. Look left, look right. No, everyone tells you yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my god! So uh, yeah, I, I failed the first test, and then I, I did it again. I passed, like you know. Okay, yeah, that's what I had. I had to do it too twice. But I, I, I found a statistic where in the UK, in the last kind of ten years up to about twenty eighteen, an interesting stat was females, uh, a higher percentage of females pass the um, what's the the computer test. But a higher percentage, the theory, yeah, sorry, yeah. and then a higher percentage of males pass the practical test. So that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, 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 it doesn't surprise me. That's that way around. That's like, mm. yeah. So, um, yeah, I was really nervous, but I always loved, I always loved cars. And and as soon as I did drive, yeah, I could, you could never stop me then. I was just, I, I, I would drive to, I drive a hundred kilometers just to pick up somebody or to. Go and yeah, get to, if yeah. anyone wanted yeah. anything, yeah, I'd be gone. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. drink a lot of the time because I'd prefer to drive. So like house parties and stuff, I would have just drove up to the house party, just enjoyed the party, but really couldn't wait to go back out in the car and even go for a drive at one or two in the morning. Like I was just happy to be free, and uh, and it was lovely because my brother would have had a nice car when I was when I was younger. And I was lucky to be insured on it and he would be good enough to give it to me and it was his pride and joy. But of course, at 19 or 20 getting this car and heading out, I just thought I was, I was rock and roll. Oh, like it was, yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. So, um, my very you first thought you were the business. Oh, I did. I did. What, what was your very first car to own? Larry, can you remember? Uh, it was a Peugeot 206. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was a lovely little car. Really nice little car. What color was and it? Uh, blue, like a metallic kind of blue. It was a lo- soft, oh, it was baby a really blue. nice car. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't soft, baby blue. It was no. more slightly darker. But um, yeah, I'd I'd happily drive one of those cars again. Yeah, the I, thought, two, I think they're great little cars. They were very popular. Future. The two hundred six was oh, very popular, and I think they just they looked better than a Punto and a, a Micro. They definitely look better than a Micro. That's for sure. Yeah, the Micro was, was never a, a looker. Granny, yeah. A granny car. Yeah, it was never a looker. Why didn't they? I don't know why they didn't design it to look half decent. Like, sure, they just designed the body shell a bit better. Yeah, it was like a bubble kind of. It was like a little bubble, but <laughs> yeah. but but it's still sold by the book a lot. So it didn't really yeah. uh, like, uh, even though no. it was ugly. My first car was an Alfa Romeo. Um, oh, very fancy. Yeah, I know a red Alfa Romeo thirty three. It was a one point seven fuel injected. Like it was had nearly one hundred and ten horsepower, so it was quite quick and it was yeah. real raspy. It sounded quite quite well. Again, like, the I, it was really low mileage on it. It was well looked after. And um, uh, I spent, so so while I was getting my lessons and trying to get my test, we spent months, uh, we had it parked in a garage. 
mm-hmm. and I was trying to pay for bits and pieces for it as my <clears> wages were coming. So one week I'd get like a spoiler or something and have to get that painted and then I'd get alloy wheels. Like I'd save up for alloy wheels and before I even had it on the road, I had it all done and it looked so good. It, all the paintwork was perfect. The interior was like new and I just felt, yeah, it was it was magic to have a first car that had a little bit of like, as you say, provenance, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, some lads would put loads of money into their cars, like like a ton of money, yeah. Yeah. I was never into cars like that. Um, I, like, I really wasn't. I remember one time trying to sell a car, and this is a bit embarrassing, but look, I'll share it anyway. <laughs> and it was an L, what was it? Say a Cordoba, silver kind of colour. Yep. And uh, I was trying to sell it, so I thought I'll give it a bit of a clean. I know this sounds stupid, but it literally didn't cross your mind at the time. So I went into the kitchen looking for some uh, something to clean the car with. So I grabbed like a, a, a sponge, but it was one of those sponges with the grain, not a little grain bit on it. The tough oh, bit. Yeah. So I'm out with my bucket of water cleaning the car. And then I, I look at it, I was like, what are those marks? There's marks all, all along the car. And then I twigged that. I was like, oh my God, what am I after doing? It was too aggressive. It. With the, the green bit, yeah. And then I, I was like, oh man. So after going from trying to clean the car, I actually damaged the car trying to clean it. So you were trying to do a good when, deed and then it turned yeah. into a nightmare. <laughs> and a the guy then, anyhow, like I had it up for sale. So a guy came like a couple of days later and he's looking around the car and he said, it looks like so me just after cleaning this with a Brillo pad. Oh, and I was like, oh yeah. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, uh, probably so. Probably so. You know, some some wally, some wally. Yeah, <laughs> it, I bet oh you used God. washing up liquid as well, did you? Yeah, I would a fairy washing up. Liquid. Oh, oh, I tell you something. Yeah. If I just, if I see someone washing a car with washing up liquid, I want to go over <laughs> and pour it over them. It's a, <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad I did didn't you ever know have you. Any, yeah, did you ever have any like interesting things happen driving, like that stand out in your mind when you think, oh, that thing that happened. Um, well, not really like I've, uh, like regarding accidents or something, luckily enough, I've, I've lost control of a vehicle once or twice, but luckily it ended okay. Um, like when it was raining or like whatever, but no, I've, um, little things that would have happened. No, I've been, I've like, I've driven an awful lot. And the, the only thing I could say about my stories is when you drive in different countries, uh, I feel that the personality of the the population comes through, and it's I've I've been lucky enough to drive in a lot of different places, and uh, I've li- like I lived in Germany, and driving in Germany is an experience compared to say uh, Ireland or mm-hmm. in the States or Canada. I found it very calm, actually. Like a lot of it felt like um, kind of like uh, manners, like a lot of everyone was, I, I hardly got a honk in, in any of those places, but yeah, yeah. in, in Germany, nearly. yeah, well it was nearly like <laughs> too somber, but in Germany they drive all over you. Like they, they, or even at like six in the morning on a rural road, if you're moseying to work, like listen to the radio, they'll yeah. blow you out. Like they'll, they'll literally like <laughs> still yeah. be all over you. So I've witnessed, and then does it, does in the Mediterranean countries, does that more kind of with that goes with their personality? Does that more blase? They're 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 on one minute and they're off the next. They be yeah, they be yeah. sauntering along with the windows yeah. down, and then all of a sudden they'd be passing you out, and the smoke would be and billowing out of the car. Yeah, <laughs> so it kind of goes. I find it's interesting the person. And in Ireland, yeah, yeah. in Ireland, what I've noticed is over the last say twenty or thirty years, 
in the 80s and 90s, people were bombing around, people were drink driving, no seatbelts. There was a real, <laughs> it was a, a real lawless. It was. And there was something kind of almost charming about it. But I've noticed over the last, especially over the last five, eight, ten years, yeah. Ireland is not like that. Everyone is, is, I think nearly everyone abides by speed limits, is quite careful. I think almost almost uh they've almost gone in the reverse now i think the irish they're very tentative i find it's very um i don't know it's almost too careful so not that you can be too careful on the road but if you if you understand us it would be a big change i think it'd be like when it, what comes to mind for me say you're on the m50 and it's 100 miles an hour or whatever that is the max 100 that, miles an hour yeah 100 kilometers Jesus there I was going to say um, that you'd be busted yeah go on 100 kilometers like the the, the max you'd usually see people going is like 120 that's on average yeah that'd be a show so yeah. I'd say people are kind of when it comes to rules they'll bend them like 20% you know that's the max where you're saying back 30, 30 years ago they were bending them like 100% like drink driving and you speed know, limits we're not even yeah. we're not even paying yeah. attention to so now it. i think people it's like yeah 20 percent or something the bender even le- like, yeah i would even less like if you if you drive the m50 you'll nearly always find people sitting in the middle doing about 70 kilometers an hour taking up the whole road totally <laughs> like actually a danger yeah. to the rest and but <laughs> yeah. if you were to give them a honk or if you were to wave at them yeah. or say look maybe move to the slow lane there They'd look at you with ten heads as if you were nearly like abusing them. But it's it's I I'm all I tell you, I'd be a proactive driver where I think there's a lot of like passive driving that happens and yeah. I, it, it's probably that's my bugbear is the pass- But they should be in the passive lane and the, the slow lane. Exactly, because they're happier yeah. and, and everybody else is happier, but they kinda yeah, think yeah. they're safe in the middle because there's loads of margin for error. Like if they drift left they're safe, if they drift right they're safe. But yeah. it's not like that at all. So yeah, I'd be active. I'd be like, I'd be kind of looking for the apex of the corner. I'd be looking to pick me braking point. I'd be changing gears. Like it, I'd be dropping down to, to at the approach of a bend. I would almost be treating most drives as if it was like a special stage of a rally or something, but not exceeding <laughs> the speed limit. But um, I would pride myself in like like clipping the bend or road positioning or like i'd be you know and even like yes like my partner would tell you that even like when i'm reversing into a parking spot and like a lot of the time mm-hmm. i'd open the door i'd open the door and look behind as i was reversing because i grew up around motorsport and a lot of the time they wouldn't they might not have mirrors i look in the back window but they don't oh, right, yeah, they yeah. open the car up to reverse and this is what was something i did when i was 19 20 mm-hmm. and and it kind of stuck with me so there's little <laughs> things like that so i i i believe that i'm in like a that I'm almost like a pilot. I'd let the car warm up and cool down at the start or end of a journey, yeah. like, you know. So, but tell me, have you any uh, interesting little stories that happened to you? Yeah, if a few things that come to mind. There was one time, just a quick one, but I was driving down the M50 in my Celica. I had a beautiful Celica. Oh, I was, oh, it, was, it was white with a black roof. I had and a Celica too, go on, yeah. Really sporty. Look, this was the business, like, you know, torn heads. It wasn't yeah. mad expensive or anything. But it looked re- as a proper sports car, you know. Yeah. Um, they were one time I was driving down the M50. This is near towards the end of its life, like, you know, because I wouldn't have looked after very well. Yeah. Um, I was driving down the M50, and next of all, all this white, it wasn't smoke, but, like, the whole windscreen started filling up. This white mist started coming out of the vents. 
Do you ever mm. get on a plane? You ever get on a plane yeah. and you're sitting ready to take off and they, out of vents there's all this white smoke. It's like when out. they start the air con or something, it bellows yeah, in. Yeah, it's the hot and cold air hitting each other causes yeah. that to happen. And I'm driving down the M50 and this happens and I'm going like 100 kilometres an hour. Next of all, the whole windscreen starts filling up with smoke or something. And I couldn't see a thing through the windscreen and I didn't know. I was like, what the hell is but happening? But you were still driving, yeah. And I was still driving, yeah. And then so I pulled I, I pulled over to the slow lanes like Good. and uh, and I was like, oh my God, what's happening, what's happening? And then before, 60 seconds later, it was gone was gone and i googled it and all i couldn't find any any reason for it i couldn't find any i couldn't find anything about it happening to somebody else driving a salike i don't know what the hell it was but the car started up and drove again and that was it yeah it was never there was never any um nothing ever happened like it again yeah it was a pure just once off like but oh my god it was scary when it happened yeah especially if you're on the motorway and something happens because the speed involved and everybody else is 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 flying exactly yeah. yeah And then, um, <clears throat> have you ever run out of petrol or diesel or anything like? Do you know what? I've run close on ma- many, many occasions. It was one of the games we would have played in, in my family was how low can you get it? Like, especially when there was no digital readout, it was just the little analog dial and you'd say, no, I think this, the orange light only came on during the week. I think I'm fine. Like, but <laughs> we've, um, I, I, do you know what? I, maybe I have, and I had to ring me dad to get some petrol in a jerry can. Yes. That a few years ago, it would, it would have happened to me. Yeah. But it was in the city and I could get organized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, I was, um, the first time it happened to me, <clears throat> I was on my way to my friends, um, uh, st- was stag do or yeah. And it was it was in the country somewhere. It was very far away. I'd never driven there before. And I think I had like a half a tank when I left the house. Mm. I had a good bit, like and uh, and as I'm like I'm driving for like an hour and a half or something, and and I'm lo- and I'm conscious of the the fuel like it gone right down. Just some, it just shot down, and I'm driving along and and I don't know how long more it's going to be till I get there. Mm. Um. So I was like, okay, I'll just see how it goes. So I and I, I was like, I also had no choice. So I had to just keep driving. There wasn't, what can you do? Like, <laughs> you know, I had no backup plan. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna have to keep driving. So I'm flying down the road, right? And it's this uh, a kind of straight stretch of road, but it was like a, a secondary road, you know? Yeah. And uh, and the the red light had come on like 15 minutes beforehand for the fuel gauge. And uh, I'm driving down the road. Next of all, the power steering cuts out, and the engine just stop. The engine dies, and uh, I and I'm driving the car, and I'm trying to turn. You ever try to turn a wheel without power steering? Yeah, oh, it's like yeah, you it's can't, like you can't. yeah, especially like in motion when you're not expecting it. It's a lot. To, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, so as that happens, out of nowhere on the right hand side of the road appears this little cottage. I'm rolling, kind of rolling along with the momentum I had from the speed. Yeah. A little cottage with two pumps, uh, two ga- two uh, petrol pumps outside it. And I'm on the left-hand side of the road, and that's on the right-hand side of the road. So there just happened to be a break in the traffic on the right-hand side, and I, I turned the wheel over, drift in, and the car literally comes to a, a, sta- a dead stop. At the pump. At the pump. Well, it was meant to pump. be. It was meant to and be. And Elphila like. comes out and he says, uh, do you want some fuel? And I was like, yeah, yeah. 
He fills it up and within two minutes I'm back on the road again with a full tank ah, of gas. Ah, you know what? That is a deadly one. I love yeah, the timing yeah. of it because you yeah. must because um, it could have been so I much worse. I couldn't believe it. I if was like, were, oh, wait till I tell the lads. Because <laughs> if you were on your yeah. own and you had a run out of petrol and you weren't near anywhere, it could have been a whole different story. Like it could have been a painful yeah, yeah. journey. Yeah, ah, man, that's great. Yeah. That um, happened to me twice. No. I, I, it happened to me twice. I was in there, I was driving through Rackcool, went down the slip road onto the motorway, and next of all, the car, exact same thing happened, ran out of fuel. Um, I always lived life on the edge, you know. Yeah, it uh, sounds... So the car ran out of fuel, and there was a garage on the left, and it literally, the car rolled up again, and, and stopped dead right outside the pump. And oh, I was there. like, ah, there's somebody, I was like, there's somebody, something's looking after me here. That's the pet... Petrol that's, God or something. That's deadly, yeah. Um, yeah. Some I've, Arab, some Arab up in heaven. <laughs> well, in some oil field. Some wealthy, yeah. some wealthy Arab. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have a, I forgot, yeah, you, as, you're, as you're talking there, uh, have you any stories? Of course I have a story. I was down, it was about 2000 and uh, maybe seven and I was driving, we were going down to a rally in Killarney, famous rally of the lakes and it's all in the back of Kerry like so it's mm-hmm. it's hard to get to some stages and it's for a couple of days and it's over bank holiday weekend and you get up early in the morning you get into the car you go and follow the rally stages you might get three or four to see on a corner or whatever and as soon yeah. as the cars pass you jump in your car you try and make it to like either the stage after that one or another one and it's it's a great weekend you everyone's it was a good buzz but yeah it sounds we, exciting ah it's great and <clears throat> i've been i've been doing it for a few years so me and my girlfriend were in my car and then my brother and his pal were decided to join us so they came down uh, on the following day and we were going to the same stages so we were just there having a good day you know it was, it's always a bit damp and carry like so we were driving towards malls gap a very famous stage uh in 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 rural Kerry and yeah we were the roads are quite tight so we weren't driving that fast but the problem mm. was I remember we came to a little left hand kink and my brother was behind me and a micro a micro with three lads right. in it were just just over on my side of the road so I had yeah. to slow fairly abruptly and yeah. my, br- my brother it was damp and yeah. he actually he he went into the back of me and he wrote his car off actually so oh, no yeah and it was like we still had it was only on the saturday or uh, we still had a couple of days left of the weekend we were staying in the same bed and breakfast what what it was going to be such a fun and unique weekend and so basically we didn't get to that stage obviously because my brother's car was quite very bad at the front like bonnet lights grill the whole thing was yeah and and the car just went continued on well no they pulled in the three lads but they were like look uh you know there's nothing we can do we were like Because it wasn't really, it, it no, wasn't, I no. couldn't pinpoint. It wasn't directly their fault no, as such. No, yeah. and luckily my car, because what had happened was my brother slammed on and the front of his car would have kind of dived. So he, he went under my chassis. Underneath, and, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we, we, we got, we, we limped home and we, we had loads of duct tape and uh, kind of those stretchy bands to keep all the bonnet down and we what they yeah. came with us then for the rest of the weekend he didn't want to funny enough he didn't want to go home because in case my dad saw the car and he didn't know what to tell him so oh, he no. yeah so he they stayed for the rest of the weekend and then we just patched it up as best we could and he just limped 
He limped it to Wexford from Kerry, which is an awful cross country oh, journey. A long drive. It's yeah, a terrible yeah. journey, and he got yeah. to he got to Wexford very late at night, and um, was afraid to tell me dad what happened and all. But that was just one of those things where you don't really want your brother to ride his car off into your car ever. That's not really <laughs> the way it should happen. So, um, have, no. you, have you have you have you been in any little tips or have you damaged the car or? No, I've never, uh, not in the car, I have had uh, incidents on motorbikes, but we're not talking about motorbikes, I suppose, so in the car, no, the only one time was, I went to the gym, parked the car, and came back out, jumped in the car, but I forgot that I had parked, there was this big pillar to the left of the oh, car, oh, no. and I, I, did, I couldn't see it in the mirror, and I, yeah. I, I just was sweat. I reversed out of the spot and whacked off the pillar, I didn't know what the hell it was. I got out yeah. and I was like, oh my God, the whole side of the car was in bits. And there's yeah. no going back. That feeling is a sickener. Yeah. And the fright I got. Yeah. The fright I got. Yeah. So I can't imagine what it's like, yeah, being in a car accident or anything like that. My but, brother yeah. has rolled a, a f- on a few different occasions, like a car, like he's, I've never, I've never, but my brother would have uh, both in, in, on the road and, in motorsport like he would have been in a fair few like things you know um so he'd be different to me like he would have been a bit wilder when he was younger so gosh he rolled in the car he's been upside down a few times in a car yeah whereas yeah luckily now i haven't but um motorcycles is something i want to get into at some stage as well because it's something i'd like to get my license for i think it's a lovely way to travel but um anything else i want to no there was there was another story but it's just not coming to mind at the moment but um, okay. Yeah. Any any road manners that gets on your nerves, there? Any like, uh, um, like, or are you a very casual, easygoing fella on mm, the road? No, I would have had a bit of road rage over the years. <laughs> now I'm a lot more, a lot more calm, but I can still like react to things, whether I like it or not. Like, it just happens automatically. Sometimes get annoyed about something someone else has done. But what I try to do now is I, uh, I'm I'm not usually in a hurry to get anywhere even though sometimes I might act like I'm in a hurry. But uh, I'm not in a hurry. So what I do is I'll, I'll purposely drive in the slow lane and I'll just go to 100 kilometres an hour. Yeah. And I like, make a conscious decision that even though part of me might want to drive a bit faster or take hours, I just say, no, no, relax and enjoy, listen to the radio and, you know, I'm not going to get there any quicker like I'll probably only shave like two minute off me time. That's usually um, what you're talking. You're talking. Yeah, nothing. you know what nothing you've, tu- you've, touched, you've yeah. touched on a good point there. That I think it's usually when you're in a hurry to get somewhere is when road rage or when that anger is more apparent. Because I would be the same if I've if I've mm. if I'm just cruising to go somewhere. Ah, you can let it all wash over. But if you're in a hurry for a deadline, you're trying to get to to work. You're trying to get to a meeting. That's when mm-hmm. the stress is just ramped up big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time uh, when I was younger, I know he would have been born in the, the candle at both ends, you know? Yeah. And I r- rushed now, I was a sales rep or something, and I used to, like, I was really good at my job, but I'd stay in bed, like, to, like later than I should have, you know, yeah. taking phone calls from the bed, the bed, pretending I'm on a construction site. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Making you know. sounds and all, yeah. I remember jumping in the car one time and uh, I was on the, I was driving, I was on the phone to me boss, like the sales manager or something. And as I'm driving, the driver's door flew open. Oh. 
and I'm on the phone. <laughs> I'm driving on the phone. The driver's door flies open. And I was like, give me head. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, but I'm on the phone to him. Yeah, so you have I to have be calm. To, yeah. <laughs> to be calm. And I'm reaching my arm out the door while I'm driving, trying to grab the door because it swung right open. So it was hard Ooh. to get my hand on the handle, pull the door shut. But sure, like, where my head was at at the time, I thought that was, like, exciting. You know, yeah. you never guess what happened today. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, where that? someone else would tell that story to and they'd be like, they'd want to sit you down and tell you, you're going to need to slow down. Like, you're going to have kill to kill ha- yourself. Yeah, yeah. Now, if it happened to us nowadays, we'd be thinking, oh, no, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. I'm missing a trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you, you've driven on, on both sides of the car. Like, you've, you've been on the left and the right. I was just wondering, because I have two, do you have... Um, like, does it bother you to switch sides when you're driving, like, on the continent? No, or we've driven in the States using the, well, they call it stick, like, over there, because uh, automatics are more common in the States. So, yeah, yeah I remember driving the, the I've, I've drove many times over in the States, rented tons of different cars in different states, like, I drove from Chicago to New York, and oh, yeah. I've driven all over the place. But, yeah, I never had any issue. I, I just basically... When I jumped in the car the first time and I looked at it and you have that kind of thing of, okay, everything's the opposite way and all. I just said to myself, uh, just everything is the opposite. Like, so if I usually pull the, put the, the gear stick right, do it left or, you know, I just had a very logical, simple approach to it and okay. I didn't get too worked up about it. And roundabouts and or multi-story car parks around, they'd be the only thing that, that sometimes confuses when, when you they come out of a mall and get in, or if you're trying to get out yeah. of an airport, when you're trying to get out of an airport and there's a couple of roundabouts, you're facing them immediately. You've just to think about it. But Yeah, I get that. With the roundabouts, you kind of like just second guess yourself. Like, am I going to assist the right yeah. way? Yeah, yeah. I know that I've had that experience. But yeah, the technical side of things, you, you have no problem with, yeah. No, no, but I remember park. I drove the car to a pub where I was in California or something, some bar we went to, me and some friends, and I parked the car, drove down the street, parked the car, we finished in the bar and jumped back in. I wasn't drinking at the time. Yeah. Jumped back in, and I automatically uh, went out of the car park and took a right took a right out of the car park and everybody was looking at me on the street as I'm driving down I was like what What are they looking at what is the story Oh, next of all a cop car comes from behind or I don't know in front or the side and the lights are on pulls me over and he said "Uh, do you realise you're driving down a one way street the wrong way I was like oh no way you're joking me I said I didn't I didn't realise. Oh, I said, because when I drove down the street originally, I didn't know it was a one-way street because it was a wide street. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, there was nothing on it to coin. Maybe there was some sign. I didn't see it, but maybe there was nothing on it that would have made you think it was one way. So I think when I, I went, yeah, I, I went back the way I came and I left the car park. Anyhow, he's like, I said to him, I said, oh, I'm very sorry, officer. And then he's like, are you, what's that accent? Are you Irish? And I said, yeah, ah, and I said, yeah, I'm just over for the summer, you know, uh, for a couple of months with mates. Look, you don't worry about it. You just be careful and don't be driving down the road the wrong, so, the wrong way in future. Uh, thanks very much, officer. I'm very sorry. I'm really sorry. No, no problem. You have a great time here. Wow. And that was, I was like, oh my God. You got away. Isn't that yeah, funny? Just the Irish, the Irish we, accent. Yeah, yeah, we do sometimes get a bit like privileged <laughs> with where we're from or having that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah we're very so lucky in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, yeah, the technical side of things. How about you? How do you find like going to other countries and using the gear stick? Yeah, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's uh, like we've I've I've had a left hand drive in 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 both co- in in countries that drive on both sides. I've driven right hand drive in like Ireland, Europe. So um, I really enjoy it. I suppose when you I like to drive, so it doesn't really. It's I just see it as like a kind of an enjoyable challenge now. Um, we mm. drove on the autobahn uh, quite quite regularly over the years, and that's that's a, a funny experience when it gets up to the to the limitless areas. Um, it's scary because uh, a lot most of the cars I was ever in didn't have the power that that would be needed. So you even when you're doing, oh, right. even if you were doing say say two hundred kilometers an hour, right, one hundred and eighty, yeah, or yeah. you're maxing your whatever car you're in, you're going downhill here. And maybe you have three yeah. or four lanes. If you're in the fast lane, they be all over you. Like I'm talking, to be only a couple of meters between the car behind you and you, and you have to get out of the way immediately. Like so, yeah. the, the ramp up in anticipation and looking ahead and watching your mirrors when you're doing two hundred as opposed to a hundred kilometers oh, now, yeah, it's, yeah. it's exponential. Um, so it that is, was it is. It's a great experience um, to to do it, um, but. You've really to have your wits about you, and I think more power would really help because they're. It's they're, yeah, yeah. It's so quick yeah. that they're. Run- Sorry, me mic, me mic just fell over there. Yeah, I because the thing about it is, you look in your mirror and everything is perfect, and literally five seconds later, you look in your mirror and there's a so car behind right behind you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. Um, this bit of it because you're going so fast, you're conscious that uh, something could happen if you you can't just swing left real quick. No. You know, it has to be smeared. The tiniest inputs so when you were doing two hundred, the yeah. tiniest inputs, yeah. So um yeah, but that's the car, it. like I, I love I, I love motoring and um it's a topic like if you talked about road use and everybody would have something to talk about or getting your test. I think everyone um has something to say. There was one statistic before I finish up. Um in two thousand and seventeen in the UK, it said sixty eight percent of people drove to work. I find that pretty astonishing that, that, that nearly three quarters of people that were going to work were driving. In this day and age, it's still pretty shocking. Like I know uh, like some cities or some areas are just geared up for traveling in the car, but we could, we should really be better than that in this day and age of uh, all the other options that we have. Like Dublin is still a, an immensely driving, drivable city and it's magic. Mm-hmm. But I would like more options um it's it's you know you're kind of when you live in in outside the 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 central ring in dublin like you're once you're in suburbia you're pretty much in your car all the time like you're popping out in the car you're going to get shopping in the car you're going to the gym in the car like it's i love the car but i find i find myself living in the car practically when i'm in suburbia and that's just one thing i'd like to yeah i'd I'd like more options there's a lot more people now Going around on these little uh, electric uh, scooters, scooters, yeah, 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 just a two wheel thing with a with a bar coming up and that's two right. They look mad dangerous, yeah. I have to say, yeah. because they look for but they they seem brilliant because you don't work up a sweat if you're in a suit and you're going to a meeting or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like I'd I'd actually yeah. think about getting one if I was living in the city, but in suburbia you just wouldn't be going all the way in. No, like, no. But if you're in the city, you're close to the city. It's it's a nice middle ground between a car and public transport because you have your own, you have control over it, and um, 
but like it's, it's cheap and effective and quick and easy and that's right. clean. That's right. So would you would you yeah. would you go on one? Would you get one? I so I was just popped around to the shop this morning to get some bread, and I went around the car because in a hurry. And it was a guy in his like it must have been fifty five or so in his work clothes, yeah, going up the street on one. And I was surprised because usually you see younger people, yeah, on them. But that just made me kind of, it's like, oh gosh, everybody's using them now, like, you know. Well, what I, what yeah. I do like about them is they fold down and you can carry them. So, because if you're getting on, in Ireland, you're not allowed on the Lewis or, or with, with a with a bike. But mm. on the continent, it's, I suppose we can't really get into public transport because it's a it's a minefield. I'd like to do an episode because this type of thing gets gets on me go that we're just not really geared up but i would like i i think it's very it's cool that you can fold it up because if you do say you were mm. to have a drink in town or you just didn't want to use it coming home or you ran out of battery you can just fold mm-hmm. it down and get on the bus or get on the lewis so where yeah, with a bicycle yeah, you're, yeah. you're stuck so yeah you're stuck yeah i would i would get one now i have to say yeah i would get one yeah, I'd be open to get one. Yeah, yeah. Right, Larry, that's it. That's it. We're going okay. to be out scooting. We're going. It's going to be like the BMX Bandits, but it'll be like scooters. <laughs> yeah. We'll be. We'll we'll come up with a cool little name, and we'll we'll relive our youth. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, so listen, I would like to say thanks, Larry, for that. Uh, very enjoyable, and I hope I hope you all had a chuckle, and I hope um, it brought up some things, and you can further discuss. You can get in touch with us if you want. But thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope you share it on if you liked it, or tell people about us. Listen back to previous episodes um, if you haven't, and we will see you again next week for um, for another episode. Thanks very much for listening. Okay, thanks. Take care.